0: It used to be hard to find the exact auto parts you needed, and that meant spending a lot of time at swap meets. It's a different game now when you can order exactly what you need from eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts, so you can always find the right fitment. Spend less time searching and more time building with the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. You're the one who protects the flock, and that requires an eye for detail.
2: what's up everyone welcome to episode 103 of the hawks -Hawks podcast and all things atlanta hawks podcast hosted by two lifelong hawks fans as always i'm jackson joined today by logan and if you couldn't tell we're recording this after the hawks win over the hornets but before we dive into that i'm going to ask you as always logan
1: how are you today hey man we're chilling we uh i mean that was a relatively stress-free playoff game you know we uh I mean, they just took care of business. You know, it, it wasn't a blowout uh, in the first half. The Hornets kept it relatively close, but I mean, that third quarter was—that was great. That was, that was the best quarter of DeAndre Hunter's NBA career. Um, Trae Young kind of sucked for a little while, and it didn't matter. We still won by 29. So, not you know, all is good in the world. The the, the game one Hawks basically—they're they're back. They uh, they don't win a game one type deal in the playoffs apparently. So. Uh, I'm glad the I'm glad the fans stayed for a marina. They they got they got to see at least one playoff one this year. So so that's pretty uh, that's pretty nice. The fans were pretty. They were, I mean it, it was a great atmosphere too. So you know, good win. I don't know how else to put it. They just beat the crap out of the Hornets.
2: Yeah, I mean you see the final score and you're like, wow, the the Hawks really gave it to the Hornets. But I mean, honestly, the Hornets came out firing. I mean, at the beginning of the game, the Hornets were in the lead, and then basically after that, it was. I mean, it was kind of, I don't want to, I want to try and be respectful of the Hornets, not like talk down on them, but uh, they had like a good five minute start. And then after that, it was, I don't know, the Hawks were never really not in control after that. I mean, the game did close and by close, I mean like six points at sometimes. but the Hawks basically just dismantled the Hornets. Uh, oh, wow. What a, what a third quarter. You alluded to it. I haven't pulled up right now. The Hawks outscored the Hornets in the third quarter, 42 points to 24. And that was pretty much the breaking point. I mean, going into the fourth quarter, uh it, it was over. I mean, ESPN was being careful to not just say, all right, well, Hawks are playing the Cavs. But <laughs> they, I mean, they were basically saying that Mike Green was, you know, pretty much saying that. I mean, the Hawks basically just blew the do- doors off the Hornets in that second half. It it's kinda it it looks back to what we talked about last episode and I feel like what me and you said, Logan, really played into a faction I, I think it was the biggest thing I noticed by far. The Hawks are just straight up in a different level than the Hornets. They really did lean on them with their experience and talent. The Hornets just I don't know, they obviously have good players and Rumble. you know, if you're yeah, yeah, I mean, they still have a long way to go. That's all I'm gonna say.
1: They need uh they need a new coach. They basically got I don't know. Was he like Italian? They got like Italian LP there. They got. They got a. Bunch he's, of- uh, he's Mexican, I believe. Okay, I apologize. The uh, Latin American LP. I don't want to. You know, I'll be broad there just in case he's not from Mexico. Um, they got. I mean, they kind of like the twenty nineteen twenty twenty Hawks in a way. Um, obviously they're a little bit better than that team was, but they need a center bad. It's pretty. It's becoming clear they need a new coach. It's it's becoming clear that they need to make a push. They need to make trades. They need to make signings. Because, I mean, you need to get LaMelo some playoff experience where he's not getting the crap beat out of him. Because he played poorly. Terry Rozier was, like, the exact opposite of what Jackson, the meme he's talking about where Terry Rozier, like, kills us. Terry Rozier was awful. Miles Bridges was a no-show, basically. And then we'll talk <laughs> more later about uh, some of the stuff he did. Yeah. He did some regrettable things towards the end because you know frustrations. There going was on. some disgusting
2: acts committed by Miles Bridges.
1: Yeah, yeah. They Montrez was. I mean, look, I'm not trying to like pat ourselves on the back, but we were right. Capella had a really damn good game. Um, DeAndre Hunter, I mean, again, best quarter of his NBA career. Mostly, it looked like the ACC championship out there in the third quarter, um, and they. Uh, Herter and Bogey also hit some pretty big shots early on. Gallo had a really good stretch. Um, they kind of picked up the slack that Trae Young had because Trae Young was what, like one for nine, three for 13 at a point. Um, yeah, missed straight eight shots. So, you know, ending five of 11 is fine, but he was he was just not hitting it. It, it looked a lot like game seven against the Sixers where Trey Young was just not able to do what needed to be done but the other guys picked up the slack um and being able to do that without John Collins is pretty impressive um winning a game by 30 where Trey Young really wasn't that good i mean he was Trey Young he he had fantastic passing he he ran the offense but he wasn't like wowing it you know you know when you shoot 8 of 24 he, you know it's not that great but the, the other guys picked up the slack and Trey Young did what he needed to do and and guys like Capella, like he he imposed a, he showed Mason Plumlee's like barely an NBA player. Gallinari was doing anything he needed to do. Hunter, Hunter, we're we're going to keep harping on that. He had a fantastic quarter. He's the big reason why we won that quarter by, what was it, 18? 18 we beat them by in that quarter. Yeah. So. I mean, it was, just, it was just an all-around good game. There's nothing really to complain about. I mean, the, the defense played very well in the first half. I mean, the Hornets were shooting like 33% for a while. The offense obviously exploded, put up 42 points in the quarter in a playoff game. And you know, it's they they took care of business. Now it's on to Cleveland. Yeah, I mean,
2: you yeah, Hunter obviously a very a very good game, you know. I I made the tweet. I was like, "Oh, we did it again. You can thank us later. We jinxed Hunter. He's having a great game right now." But in the first half, like he was pretty bad. I think he was like 0-4 like wide open mid-ranges. But then yeah. in the fourth quarter, I mean, in the third quarter, I mean, the as soon as the Hornets went to that zone, the Hawks figured out within like two possessions, and the and they really started to like just hit on all cylinders. Hunter was getting to his spots, Capella was getting to his spots. It became very easy for the Hawks. They were dissecting, they were making all the right passes. They, they were running like a well, well-oiled machine. Shout out to Hunter. Shout out to Capella, too. Capella honestly had probably one of his best games in his Hawks career. I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to think back to other ones, but tonight was truly amazing. Capella really Picked up in the first quarter. I mean, we talk about Trey Young. He was one for nine at the end of the first quarter. Eight straight missed shots. We talk about Trey Young at the first half, one, uh, three of thirteen. It's like guys like Capella. He obviously stepped up, played a huge role. Probably one, like I said earlier, probably one of the best games of his whole career. Hunter really didn't go until the second half. But him in the third quarter, Hunter's stretch in the third quarter is kind of what started to blow the doors off the Hornets. Uh, it was never really close. It no, yeah, it was pretty much over after that. Uh, Hunter, you know, he put the nails in the coffin. Um, Herder, Bogey, and Gallo—they all did their thing. We talked about this on our last podcast when we talked about how would uh, the Hawks deal with you know these junk defenses getting thrown at Trey, and a lot of that we did say would come down to hey guys like Gallo. Guys like Hunter, guys like Herter, guys like Bogey, they got to hit their shots, and they did do that tonight, so you really do got to give that to them. The Hawks played a fantastic game as a team tonight. Um, on both sides of the ball, too, this this game had a lot of memes leading up to it. It had people saying, oh, it's going to be 140, 130. The Hawks played a very good defensive game, and they played with effort through, throughout it, and I just want to say this. Shout out to everyone who still does the Trey Young isn't a winning player thing. Hey, I just want to say, we were up by 27, and the, di- and the guy was
1: diving for loose balls, so... Nice. He's the guy built, wants to win. He's ready for the playoffs. He always is. He's uh you know, it's nice to see that I mean they were clearly engaged. They know it's playoff time. Everyone does. Um, which is great to see. It's not exactly surprising. Um it's always been sort of a joke that like in the NBA, people the players just actually start to care in the playoffs. Like in NFL, they care every single game. There's only 17 games. You they they play their ass off every single game. In the NBA, you know, like, let's be real, they kind of half ass it some nights. Some nights they don't care that much. Some nights they couldn't be bothered to get off the bus, right? But when the playoffs come, they flip a switch. And Trey Young, you know, he was amazing in the regular season, but he was able to flip a switch, and so were the rest of the guys. The defense was good. It was good against a team that, granted, they're a jump-shooting team, and they just weren't hitting shots, so that's part of it. But, I mean, they really contained Miles Bridges. LaMelo, he put up 26 points, but it was a lot of garbage time. It's a lot of free throws. It was an inefficient 26. Terry Rogier was just god awful. Um, it just, they, they just, the Hawks were just a way better team. They looked way more prepared. They looked way more talented. And I mean, they just, I mean, they beat the, they won by 29. They beat the crap out of them. So um, it's good that, you know, I, you had mentioned in the last podcast, Jackson, you wanted to at least bare minimum beat the Hornets. I'm glad we did the bare minimum. I'm glad we can at least say, you know, we got a home playoff game. We won. You know, maybe maybe the the Cavs end up being a really tough matchup for us without Miles, Brid, or Miles Bridges, without John Collins. But it, it's good that we at least took care of business because this team is this team deserves to have a playoff series, in my opinion, because they have tra- I mean, Trae Young is must watch TV if you're a basketball fan. So uh, the world deserves at least a seven game series of Trae Young, not just two, you know, flimsy little playing games.
2: Yeah, this was a, a really good game for us. You know, didn't want to lose in the play-ins to the Hornets, definitely. But, I mean, you know what? This Hornets game can pretty much be wrapped up by: I just want to say it. He got into the game, uh, Kevin Knox, he came in. A standing ovation was had hey, that really didn't happen. Happen it should have happened though. You you people at the game, you should have gave Kevin Knox a standing ovation. And Gorgie Jang, he probably got the biggest applauses of the night on his uh, made three towards the end of the game. But uh, I, I kind of want to talk to you about that bridges that bridges situation, man. That was kind of unexpected. I mean, I'm not surprised that you know temper started to flare for the Hornets. I'm just glad that you know they were able to keep it respectable, not go after the Hawks or anything. You know, you 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 get how this game is, Logan. You know, teams are not above doing some cheap shots whenever they get like that. But that Bridges that Bridges situation and honestly altercation was crazy. I I don't know. You got to keep your composure in those situations. I know it's not easy. I know it's definitely not easy when you've been on a playing team who's I mean, they've been blown out by like 50 50- 55 plus combined points now in both play-ins in two years in a row yeah they're honestly just been very embarrassed also shout out to the hornets who espn showed like a graphic as was like a picture the hornets in their practice facility had like a picture of the scoreboard from last year's like game versus the pacers it's like 144 to whatever the hornet score was <laughs> and it's like oh they had all of that and it still happened this year but look let me just get your thoughts on that bridges situation i mean obviously i mean you never want to see that like especially a guy going after fans and fans who really weren't even taunting him if you've seen the video by now the guy he intends like to like by. hit he was he, no he wasn't even waving by at bridges he was trying to get the camera's attention <laughs>
1: i'm dead i mean and you then know. he
2: ended up uh, you know hitting the uh the employee in front of you know the employee whoever it was that was standing there's just standing there wasn't even doing anything
1: yeah, I mean the fan was <laughs> I, no contact was made, but it's just very. It was a very funny looking slap, uh, and then apparently he he threw his mouth guard, and it and it apparently hit a girl, which is, that's just gross all around. He uh, Miles Bridges did he did tweet like, you know that's inexcusable. Like, let me get in contact with a woman. I'm sure he's gonna try and make it up to her. which, which, which you know the right thing to do, and for him to do it so quickly after it happened, you know respectable. It's commendable, but they, they just. They, their train came off the fucking track, man. They were they were all discombobulated. After, I mean, let's be real. If if you have DeAndre Hunter take over the game, I I don't blame you for losing your mind a little bit, because um, you you truly have to be a like an ACC level team to to let that happen. If DeAndre Hunter is dominating you, you're probably playing in the ACC. That's just how it is. So it was crazy. It was it was very similar to like the Knicks series where you're just like, holy crap, those guys are mentally beaten. Like they the Hawks just beat them on every single level. It was uh it was fun to watch. It was it was a very it was a fun game for Hawks. Like it wasn't very stressful at any point the second half. It became very clear that this was not going to be a close contest. There was never any sign of like a comeback after that third quarter. There's like I think they cut it to twenty-three. <laughs> I think that was the lowest they got. And I mean ultimately the Hawks won by twenty nine. I mean it was just a very chill game because the Hawks were just better by a lot in every single facet
2: yeah i mean they i mean yeah that bridge situation was so weird it's like he got the technical and it's like okay yeah i do you know what there i mean by then i think the hornets had already gotten a technical on terror this year it's like okay you know what it happens and then he like goes after the ref he gets a second technical he gets ejected and then after he's been ejected he tries to run at the ref and then the stuff with the fans happen it's like dude you're gonna hit like a six figure plus five and i don't know man not really worth it i mean you have to at some level i know these guys are nba players and i know they're always going to care but at some point man you just kind of be like all right yeah we we got destroyed tonight learning lesson let's move on from this um logan let, let's talk about this for a second i am astonished and somehow very shocked and this is not going to be a slight diss at the hornets head coach isaiah thomas Played legitimate minutes in a winner go home game, and he got in the game when it was still close. It wasn't a blob. They I think it was like a two possession game when he Isaiah had, Thomas. Hit. Nice that was insane ball. to me. He nice yeah, he did. Ball. He even made a three. But like besides that, I mean, as soon as uh, as soon as Isaiah Thomas came to the game, the the Hawks did some match up hunting, and it went well. I mean, I think Hunter missed a layup on Isaiah Thomas, and I was dejected. I was beside myself. But that third quarter, it really redeemed Hunter because up until then, he had a bad game.
1: Yeah, he was, uh, you know, it was the same sort of song and dance with Hunter up until the third quarter. He was missing shots. He shouldn't. He, I mean, you know, Hunter on defense, like, he does his job, but he never, he hardly ever wows you anymore. Like, he doesn't have those games where he shuts down Luka like he did in game one of the season. He's just, you know, he's just there. And then he makes mistakes on offense. So it's like, God, please figure it out. And then, the, I mean, the switch was flipped. And in, in the third quarter, he just couldn't miss. I don't know exactly how many points he had in third quarter, but it had to have been I don't even know like 12, 13. It had to have been just, I mean, it was a bunch of buckets. He had that big offensive rebound put back. That was like, I think, a real turning point in the game was when Trey, he pulled up from like 30, it you know, short rimmed it, but Hunter gets offensive rebound, puts it up, puts it in, hits a free throw. That's just, that's a huge swing. Uh, you know, of course it's three points. It's not like an insane numbers swing, but just being able to, I mean, for DeAndre Hunter, a guy who we lament for his lack of rebounding, to grab an offensive rebound, put it up, put it in, and then hit the free throw. You know, it, it's those types of things. That's that's why the Hawks won today. They just, they, they made fewer mistakes. The Hornets had a bunch of crappy turnovers. The Hornets, they had some offensive rebounds, but Clint Capella had like 17 rebounds. The Hawks were better rebounding. They hustled more. They made their shots. They ran, ran better offenses. They played better defense. They just... You know, Hunter was, you know, good thing he had the quarter because, yeah, it, it was about to be another Hawks talk slander moment. But, of course, tonight we have nothing to do other than just praise him for. I mean, ultimately, I don't want to say he won the game by himself because he didn't. But he's a huge reason why we're able to pull away like that because he, he just I mean, he bowled out in that third quarter.
2: I just went back and counted third, third quarter. He had 16 points by Ooh. himself.
1: Pretty good. And I mean
2: it's not like he was just hitting lucky threes. He I mean he had, he only had one three and then everything else. He had an old fashioned three pointer. What I mean by that is I mean the and one. A, a really good game from Hunter. You know, the praises need to be sunk. You know what? Me and Logan, we we do slander hunter a lot. I mean, that's what this podcast is. We're fans, you know, we're not we're not rational. We're not here to
0: you know Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors, one hundred and twenty-two million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.
2: We give us our best, you know, give you your best basketball analysis. There's other podcasts for that, especially for the Hawks. But look, you know what? We will sing his praises. He was, a, I mean, honestly, probably the biggest reason the Hawks did win tonight besides Capella for me. Um, mm-hmm. Looking forward i mean pretty much done with the hornets their season's over we're moving on if that was a closer game i think we have more to talk about but a short synopsis of this game is like the hawks blew the doors off of the hornets the hornets were just i don't know it uh it kind of brings this up i want to before we get into the cleveland stuff i kind of want to ask you is there's been a lot of talk about the play-in structure and not just how like stats are counted i don't want to talk about that i more or less want to get your opinion logan Am, am I like, I think the playing should only be the eight seed versus the nine seed. I don't, I think the seven seed should just automatically be the two seed and you just move on. You're like, all right, eight seed and nine seed y'all play. And then the 10 seed just misses it. I mean, it's pretty obvious that like the Nets, Cavs and Hawks are on a very different level than what the Hornets were. And it's like, oh, the Hornets get into the playoffs. Congratulations. You were better than five teams in the East and you have a shot of getting into the playoffs. I don't know. I don't really like that. Like, I like the play-ins. I think it's a cool strategy. I mean, last night you saw how much of a playoff atmosphere there was in uh, Minnesota as that game winded down. Yeah, good and for like Minnesota tonight in Atlanta, I mean, cool. yeah, congrats to Minnesota. Congrats to Georgia's very own Anthony Edwards. And I mean the state of Georgia, not the college. Well, but but also true. shout out to Josh Okoge, who did go to Georgia Tech. Anyways, uh, yeah, look, and point. thoughts on the play-ins are do we need do we need to uh we, we mean, need to cut down the team in the plans we can't let the Hornets back in next year you can't let them make it three years in a row because yeah, once they get blown I mean, out
1: again it's just a mockery i mean the it's kind of interesting because like this year the east was very close like the nets Cavs, hornets hawks they all have very similar records so it made sense for this year for the east to have like the seven eight nine ten but in the west you have teams that are like way under 500 with a chance to get into the playoff it's very weird um I think the way it is right now is fine. It is what it is. I, I, I can agree that the 7th seed... Like, the 7th seed feels a little... Like, like the 7th seed should probably be guaranteed. But at the same time, the 7th seed also gets two games to win one to, like, make a playoff series. So at the same time, they should have a very strong advantage anyway. Um, So I think, th- I think the plans... One, it's definitely here to stay. And two, I think it's okay the way it is. But it, it is fair to maybe question why, like... Why even bother? Like dragging the seventh seed in there. I still think it makes more sense to have seven versus 10, 8 versus nine, and then kinda of go from there type deal. Ten has to beat seven and ten has to beat uh the, <laughs> the loser of eight and nine. Yeah. So I, yeah you know. It's uh it is what it is. It's 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 here to stay. I think it's fine. We'll see how I feel next year if, you know, the Hawks are the seventh seed and <laughs> <laughs> and we have to play like a 10 seed that brings back an injured player. And then all of a sudden they're like, you know, whatever. But I think it's fine the way it is. Um, one other thing I'll say, because we mentioned like the, the Nets, Hawks, and, and Cavs being on a different level than the Hornets. Frankly, the, the Cavs and the Hawks, I think both teams deserve a full playoff series. I think both teams just deserve that. Unfortunately, one team is not going to get it. Um, but we have the best player between the two teams, so I'm taking us. Um, I hope it's us. We, we, <laughs> I, I, you know, obviously, but the Cavs, it, it, you know, they, they're a good team. They're, they're a lot more scary in very different ways than the Hornets are. And they kind of do deserve a chance to, to get a playoff series. But I think, I uh, think we're going to have to have Trey Young just kind of squander their dreams for a year because, you know, this is Hawks talks, not Cavs talks.
2: Yeah, there's no being fair. Also, one more, one last thing about the Hornets, and sorry to bring this up. I just want to say you are absolutely right, Logan. It was not Trey versus Lamelo. That was that was what the game got advertised of. I'm just gonna say it. Lamelo Ball is actually the player that like people who think lowly and slander Trey is. Like, I don't think his style is conductive to winning basketball. He plays so out of control. I, it's bad it's really bad i don't know i was watching this is like my first time i ever like really like watched lamelo he, he needs in the like nba
1: good, he needs a good veterans around him he needs like i'm not saying like rondo but he needs and obviously there's only one chris paul but he needs a guy a guy next to him to ricky just, rubio i mean maybe maybe he, he to- was
2: bad though. Like th- he's out of control that entire game, and I, like I don't think it was just because he was bad. Like I mean, their their entire team was pretty much bad. I don't think they'd really had any notable performances, like PJ Washington, I guess. But I don't know. Look, Lamelo, he was. I was like, I'm watching this. Like, I don't know how you win around this. Like in the half court set, as soon as the Hawks went to that in the second half, it was over for the Hornets. They were literally like running circles, and they were getting wide open shots. So, yeah. And it wasn't like random guys were getting wide open shots. It's like. Bogdan was getting wide open shots. Kevin Herter was getting wide open shots. Like these guys, I mean, it kind of looked like the Hornets were trolling. Um, that's all. Last thing about the Hornets, I p- hopefully don't have to forget about the Hornets again. That is a ooh, that team is bad. <laughs> um, they, they got some things
1: to work out for sure.
2: Cavs, they had a rough go against the Nets. The Nets were pretty much in control of the entire game, despite what the final score says. Uh the Cavs are more interesting. You know, the Cavs are a lot like us in a lot of ways. They're led by you know an all-star point guard. I mean, Trey's obviously better than Garland. I shouldn't have to tell you that. This is an Atlanta Hawks podcast. If really any NBA podcast should be telling you that, but I'm sure there's some that aren't. Um Cavs are in a similar situation as us. They have Jared Allen, who has been out for a while. He's been out for the past 19 games, and the Cavs are seven and twelve in those games. And uh, the Hawks are gonna be, are out without John Collins, seemingly. Both guys are their status is up in the air. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, it's going to it's going to, you know, come down to, you know, Garland, whoever they have on the wing and Mobley versus Trey Hunter oh. and Capella, it seems. I don't know. Oh, Okoro's is awful, by the way. That guy's a bust. I just want to say that for everyone out there. I was right about that. Okay. If I was right you're about any. Begging, draft takes, you're
1: just begging for jinx. Take it. Take it back right now. I don't want Okoro dropping. OK, minutes. wait, no, no,
2: Okoro is a solid NBA player that there I respect go. a lot. There
1: you go. He's a I men- think he's I- a menace on defense. What a player.
2: I think he'll have a good game on Friday against us, even.
1: Right. Right, we've done enough. You know, the Cavs, they're just a weird built team. With with Jared Allen, they have legit, you know, they're, they're scary in a weird way. They're not scary the way the Nets are, where the scary, you know, they just have like Hall of Famers on the roster. The, the Cavs are scary in that they, they're just big and they can play good defense, and Garland is a very good offensive player. But if they don't have Jared Allen, they're just different. There's a reason why they went from like a 4 or 5 seed down to the 8 seed and that's because Jared Allen got hurt and um you know at some point Evan Mobley can't he can't just D-Raptor other teams, you know. He can't just use his DRWS plus stat to to scare other teams, you know. He's a he's a, he's a little bit of a nerd player right now frankly. So, you know, he is a rookie, he's a good player. He's uh he could he very likely could cause issues for the Hawks, but they need Jared Allen, and if Jared Allen is not out, you have to feel pretty good about the Hawks' chances just because, I mean, you have advantage at point guard, at shooting guard. Who who do the Cavs run at shooting guard? Karis LeVert. a very hot or cold. Oh, God. He's very hot or cold. Um, he could be an issue, but he could also have a Rozier-type game where he just sh- uh, shoots him out of the game. We, with all the issues Hunter's had, we have an advantage there uh, over Okoro. We have guys like Gallo for more size. Laurie Markkinen's not great. He's just kind of big and can't shoot. He's like kind of a worse gallo. I think I think if Jared Allen's out, I'm very confident in the Hawks. I, I think they can win by 12-15. I think Capella will assert his will. I think Trae Young has to have a better shooting game. He can't go 8-for-24. He has to... If he's taking 24 shots, he needs to hit 11-12 of them against the Cavs. He, he can't shoot 8-for-24. He can't do that. But... Um, I'm pretty confident against the Cavs. They're a very different challenge, but I think the Hawks are better. Um, that John Collins, Jared Allen situation is going to be very, it's going to be an X factor. It's hard to imagine either guy like willingly sitting out if they, if they aren't, you know, like if, unless they are cast on their hands, because Jared Allen it was a finger issue, right? Unless he has a cast on, it's hard to imagine those guys sitting out when, it, when it could be, you know, the last game of the season, but um, as of right now, I, I am taking the Hawks. I know that it's a road game, a little bit scarier on that end, but I, I think the Hawks can win maybe like 114, 107 type deal, 114, 103. That type of beat.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, the, the Cavs are a good team, but once again, I'm going to say it, Logan. There's levels to this. Uh, the Cavs had a good season. You know, they finished higher than us, so you, you got to give them their due. You got to give them their flowers, their respect. But look, man, and we have Trey Young. We have Capella, and we have this team, and I think they're in playoff mode. I know we made jokes about that, like they're ri- they actually are in playoff mode. Like they played very good basketball tonight. And here's my thing: if the Hawks are playing basketball like they did tonight, and Trey Young is having a good game, I don't think there's many teams in this league who are beating us. I mean, I think you're looking at like the elite of the elite who can beat the Hawks when they have games where everybody plays like this, plus Trey Young plays good. And I'm just gonna go and tell you now, Trey Young. I don't think he's gonna have another bad game. I mean, tonight was like one of his like worst games in, in a while that I can remember. Like from a from a shooting standpoint, you know, from yeah, I mean he I mean he shot bad. That's just how it goes. Eight to twenty four, wasn't it? I mean, that's I don't I don't know. I don't think that's gonna repeat. Uh the thing is that in different Hawks are gonna be away from home. But I I don't know. I I don't feel like Cleveland has that much of like a home court advantage? I don't know. Hmm. It's not like we're walking into like Madison Square Garden or like the or Boston's arena. You know, we're at the end of the day, as Kim Noah said, it's Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't I, I I'm also expecting a win. Uh I, I guess we'll do predictions here in like a minute or two. Yeah, um, I mean, I already but, gave mine. You know, I
1: said it was like 114-103 type deal. Uh,
2: okay. Um I'll give a prediction. Here we go. I'm going to go Hawks 1 Oh, 09 to the Cavs 98. I think the Cavs stall out in the last few minutes. Hawks hit a few three throw points. Uh, let's predict some players who are going to have some good games. I feel like Trey's going to have a really good bounce back game. I don't know. Shocking on picking Trey to have a good, good game, but I think
1: a bounce back. Game, I think so. uh, I think Trey and Gallo. I think it's going to be similar tonight where Trey Gallo, and Capella are, are big keys. Um, Hunter, it'll be interesting. Hunter, we'll see how he approaches it because uh, he hopefully he's feeling really good after tonight. You know he's you know he's probably been upset with himself mentally the last few weeks, but he has to feel good after tonight. So,
2: um, I feel like Hunter's an X-Factor, almost, because, like, I mean, the Cavaliers, you know, we've kind of, you know, we've poked our fun at their wings, like in Levert and Okoro, but those guys are very serviceable, and I kind of feel like Hunter's going to have to be better than that. Like, I feel like Hunter's going to have to have a similar game tonight, maybe like a peg or two below, in order for, I feel like he's kind of the X-Factor going into this. I have... I have hope in Hunter. We know how big confidence is in the sport. If you're more confident, you're going to play better. And I think Hunter's got to definitely be confident after tonight. He had a a great game, not just for his standards, like just in general, he had a very great game. So I, I'm calling. I, yeah, I think the Hawks uh, pull out the dub, and I, I think we're uh, I think we're going to the playoff, man. I did want to say something that very much changed for me. Uh, I kind of checked out in the regular season. I'm just going to be honest. I know, I know that some of us also did that. I know that like I'm not the only one. Um, look, I was fully back in tonight. I was back in on the hype. I was like, "Oh, here we go again." I'm all the. Way. I'm back in it, invested. I was like pacing around the bedroom. And honestly, before the game, not gonna lie. Whenever I realized that, like, hey, this could be the last hawk game of the season, I, I you know what, the, the stomach started churning, Logan. I started to not feel too good. So, it it was good to see a win tonight.
1: Yeah, it was good to see a comfortable win too. But yeah, we're we're just going to wait and see how Friday goes. We got big game in Cleveland, and hopefully, then we'll be on our way to Miami. So. Uh, I I believe in our team. I, I think they're ready. I think they're good to go, and I think we are good to go into some mailbag questions and then wrap this up. All right, I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna read out the mailbag questions. You know, that's been my thing lately. Has been reading these. Uh, here we go. First one is from Twitter. Okay. All right. So Ashton Cooper, UGA, asked. What do you realistically see the front office doing of Hunter? This comes off the back of Hunter having probably one of his best games in a while. So, yeah.
1: my, my Logan, answer, try and you know, my answer, try and be objective. Try not to let tonight uh, weigh answer, too much into your opinion. My answer doesn't change. I I don't think we extend him, but you know, you can you trade him? Sure. Do you trade him? Not necessarily. Um, he's not a guy you have to like dump. But I think you just keep him. You let him play out his fourth year. Maybe he makes himself some money. Good for him. Maybe he. Shows that he's just not that great of a guy, and and he backs himself into like a eight to twelve mil a year deal. You know that's <laughs> it's a lot worse things to be in this world than a you know multi millionaire athlete. So um I don't think it you know funny timing that we chose this question, but I don't think the answer changes. You let him play out the fourth year.
2: I, yeah, I, I don't think Hunter's like a guy that you go into all season like all right, we got to trade the off the team. Like if there's like a package for someone. And they're like, okay, we want DeAndre Hunter to be a part of it. Like, obviously, you're going to include him if you want the guys that you're getting back. I mean, you don't just go out. This isn't like the Cam Reddish thing where you're like, all right, we want a first for Cam Reddish and you can have him. Like, I don't feel like the Hawks are going to do that whatsoever. I mean, I feel it, like
1: it truly is like a listening to offers rather than the shopping scenario type deal.
2: Yeah, it's like, you know, I know there's been some smoke about the Jazz. Like the Jazz are like, hey, we, we want DeAndre Hunter. It's like, okay, yeah, we can do that. But also, I don't feel like you extend them. I feel like you got to let them play out this next year. I feel like there's more to it than just how he plays. I mean, it also comes down to the injury stuff. Like, that is a very legitimate thing, you know, if you're going to pay a guy. If we're going to invest in another guy, you know, financially so much, then we're going to have to, like, hey, your best ability is being available to play. So, I feel like that comes down to it. But I I feel confident that unless a situation arises where the Hawks package some stuff for a star, that Hunter will be back on the team. Maybe they agree to an extension if it's cheap enough. Like maybe Schlink and Co see something like ten, fourteen million dollars in that range, and they're like, Okay, let's extend Hunter. And then you get hunter for relatively cheap. I mean, three and wing three and D wings are king in the NBA. So I can very much see that.
1: Yep, I'm with you. Fully agree.
2: All right. Logan, you have anything else to say before we start wrapping things up here? Kind of a quick hitter, but we want to get this podcast out for everybody you know, to celebrate our
1: hype with us. You know, we're uh it's a, it's a good night to be a Hawks fan. I hope you all enjoyed the game. It was a great game. It was very it was chill for a playoff game. You're not going to have many less stressful playoff games because that second half was an absolute cakewalk. Um but thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys are enjoying your week. Hope you guys are having a good week. Um hope you guys, you know, aren't too nervous for the the next do or die game on Friday, but you know, we'll be here podcasting that for that. Um if you want to, we, you know, we tweet a little bit during the game. If you want to submit mailbag questions or tweet with us during the next playing game, our Twitters are in the description, um, as always. And yeah, you know, check us out. Thank you guys for listening.
2: Yeah, pretty much what Logan said. Uh, let's, you know, all we can do is cheer for the Hawks and hope they get a win on Friday to continue our postseason. And that we head on down to Miami. But anyways, regardless of what happens, the Hawks Talk Podcast and me and Logan will be here with you every step of the way, whether our season season begins this Friday or not. Uh, Yeah, so anyways, just want to say thank you for listening. Hope you're enjoying your week, having a good week. We'll see you sometime, either Friday or Saturday, depending on how things go down. As always, thank you for listening. Love you. Goodbye.
0: At Sandy Spring Bank, we care about people, not transactions. So we concentrate on creating personalized solutions to start or grow a business that provides for your family, to purchase a home that will house the memories you make there, to save so you can enjoy today and then pass on your legacy to future generations. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk. Visit sandyspringbank.com real. Mortgage, home equity, and other credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.